Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there, my seller friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of the School of Sellers podcast. This month kicks off a very special month for many reasons. We are moving into April of 2023. And one of the reasons I'm so excited for this month is because I am getting ready to launch the newest version of the finishing framework, which is my course that is all about batching your content creation and finding systems and ways to save time in your teacher business so that you can spend your time doing what you love the most. This is really important because it's actually going to be on sale all year round starting this month, so there's no more waiting for the doors to open. In just one week, you can visit schoolofsellers.com slash framework, and you can join the finishing framework any day, anytime you wish. But more importantly, this is also an exceptionally important month in the seller community because here at School of Sellers, I have decided to devote the entire month of podcast episodes to those of you who are full-time classroom teachers or full-time working in a school and also running your TPT business. It's no secret around here that I have been out of the classroom, obviously, for several years now, and I have the most respect and admiration for those of you who are on the front lines teaching students and either waking up early or coming home and working late on your business. I've talked to so many of you who are hoping for some extra support in balancing all of these things, and also still maintaining a healthy, happy life. So like I said, all of the episodes this month will be dedicated to you, the teachers, and the workers in the classroom who are also running your business because you are just complete rock stars and you deserve it. And I think you're amazing. So I am extremely happy to kick this month off with today's episode that features a special guest who specializes in teacher resilience. How cool is that? Brittany Blackwell, a special education teacher and the host of the Resilient Teacher Podcast, is here today to talk to us about three ways to balance teaching and passion projects, whether that's TPT or something else, without feeling all of that extra overwhelm and pressure. Brittany is one of those people you feel like you've known forever, even though it was our first time sitting down to chat. And when I tell you you need to run and follow her podcast, I'm not exaggerating. So... Without further ado, please welcome Brittany to the School of Sellers podcast. Well, friends, I am so excited to introduce Brittany to the show today. Brittany, welcome to the School of Sellers podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. I really appreciate it. This is a really cool episode because you and I have never really, we've never spoken. We've not really interacted that much online. So we are kind of like getting to know each other at the same time as our audience is getting to know you. I listened to some of your podcasts and I've been looking at your Instagram. You're so good on Instagram, but will you give us just a little bit of like background information and just tell us who you are and what you are all about? Yeah. So my name is Brittany Blackwell. I am actually a special educator. I've been in education for 11 years and I am a previous special education coordinator I loved that, but I returned back to the classroom after my first daughter was born. I was just working way too much and I needed to focus on my family. 
So my husband and I actually have five kids. Um, So I'm all about like simplification, reducing overwhelm in any aspect, because if I didn't, I would definitely go crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But because I dealt with like some heavy burnout personally and professionally, I did some extensive research about self-care, personal and professional growth, stress management. And really, as we entered into pandemic teaching, I started sharing tips and tricks for really navigating that really difficult time, right? And teaching. Mm -hmm. And I started sharing it on TikTok with basic simplification teacher hacks that could really reduce overwhelm. But what I found was that educators were leaving the profession, like in droves, citing burnout as one of the main factors for leaving the profession. So I kind of shifted my focus to teaching educators, school leaders, counselors, anyone in really the education profession, everything that I researched over time about stress, burnout, simplification, boundaries, all that good stuff that they don't really teach us in teacher prep programs. Right, right. (laughs) And I started doing that with my agency, Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul, um, through my individualized educare program, my time-saving and automation resources. And I began my podcast, The Resilient Teacher Podcast, in summer of 2022, really just to reach and support more educators. So now that's what I do. I am a teacher resilience and sustainability strategist. I help encourage and inspire overwhelmed teachers, leaders, schools, districts to really prioritize mental health and individualize resilience and burnout recovery to really simplify that with systems and automation so that we can reduce stress, prevent burnout and live a life that we really love, you know? Oh my gosh. I love that. And I feel like this is the message and the sentiment that the teaching community needs right now and has needed for the last several years, I feel like so often the narrative is, especially if you are in the classroom and running a business, a lot of times it's just expected that like your end goal is to leave the classroom or that we automatically assume that all teachers would one day maybe like to leave the classroom because things can get so hard and so stressful and so overwhelming. So I love that you're equipping teachers with tools to protect their mental health so that they can enjoy teaching again. I think that is such a refreshing message to hear these days. Absolutely. I love it. It has been a huge change in how I see the profession, but also I found my purpose with it, you know, continue not just only teaching, but also supporting those educators. Right. So you are still in the classroom currently, correct? Yes, I am. Amazing. Well, I love what you said about, you know, just the stuff that you don't learn when you are learning how to be a teacher. There's just so many things that you can't learn unless through experience and you actually going through those things. And I think parenting is like definitely the same way. You know, nothing, nothing can prepare you. So (laughs) especially when it comes to being resilient and having that resilience when you're faced with all of those obstacles and all of those stressors. So I love that resilience is like a big part of who you are and what you speak about and like what you encourage in the teaching community so much so that it is the namesake for your podcast. (laughs) So tell me, like, what does it mean to you to be a resilient teacher, especially over the last couple of years? Because I can't speak from experience, but obviously things have shifted quite a bit over the last handful of years. So what is a resilient teacher? What does that mean to you? So To be honest with you, I really wanted to change the narrative around resiliency because it was used so much really to gaslight teachers Mm -hmm. into not recognizing, you know, really what's wrong with our system. 
And I can't tell you how many times like I heard, you just need to be resilient in some like really crappy situation or going to a resiliency professional development. Like the goal of my podcast is really to remind teachers and the goal of what I show up and do is to remind teachers that they're already resilient and lead them to making changes that we need to see in the system of education because it's broken. I also wanted a platform that was more realistic and solutions-based. The podcast and the name of it is really for those overwhelmed teachers. They want to get that support, those tools, that mindset to really reduce teacher burnout and keep teaching sustainable. I carefully create these episodes really to inspire them to individualize their burnout recovery, their self-care, their resilience, as well as learn to prioritize their well-being, their mental health, and you know make a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. I try to do the motivation, validation, inspiration type thing. And I think teachers need this now more than ever because mental health and stress-related illnesses have increased exponentially, right? I mean, especially since the pandemic. They are leading teachers to leaving the classroom or education altogether. We see this increased workload, that job creep, you know, where mm-hmm. more tasks are added every day with no support or resources. And that's why I show up because I've been there. I've done that. I bought that t-shirt and the globe. <laughs> and I just believe that teachers and educational professionals are the only ones who can really heal the system from the inside out. Yes. But you need that resilience piece, the real resilience piece to be the people who make that or else like what we see is happening. We're going to be seeing teachers leaving in large numbers, which you're right. I love that point that teachers are the only ones who are going to be the ones that can fix it in the end. So we need to take really good care of them and really good care of ourselves. So Now, our audience is made up of a combination. We have teachers who are still in the classroom. We have teachers who have left the classroom and now run businesses full-time. But we've heard so much, especially recently from our full-time teachers that, you know, how do you, like, how am I supposed to balance it all? Like teaching alone is a full-time job times five. But we do see teachers who are, adopting side hustles, if you will, or finding second jobs doesn't even have to be teachers pay teachers or anything in that realm. Some of us do it obviously to make ends meet others just kind of find like a passion project that is their creative outlet. But I think it goes without saying that, you know, obviously adding more to your plate isn't always (laughs) going to end well. And that's quite literally doubling your stress and your workload. So I am so curious to hear some tips from you about how to avoid burnout. I loved the tips I've already seen, like I said, on your Instagram and in your podcast, but I was hoping that you could help us out today by giving us some life hacks, I guess, if you will, for (laughs) protecting our peace, but still doing what we love to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm a full-time teacher, right? My husband and I have five kids together. And I show up on social media and my podcast. So I can tell you that while it may be overwhelming or there's definitely some challenges, there are three main things that we can do to kind of remain passionate and balance kind of all of these things. I have to say this. I really don't like the word balance, but if something is more aligned to your passions, to your strengths and really just energize you, 
then we have to be able to find those pockets of time where we can accomplish the things that really bring us joy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a ton of research on the reduced impact of burnout, just utilizing creative endeavors. But on the flip side, you know, when we think about the burnout cycle, the first stage is literally so logical that we don't even realize it's happening. And it's that we're passionate about something. We're passionate about our business, our creations. Therefore, naturally, like we want to do well in our area Mm -hmm. of passion. This stage is also kind of activated by like our people pleasing or our perfectionistic or our high achiever type A personalities, you know, and those of us that really want to prove that we're good at what we do. So for teachers who are super passionate, like about education or their business in general, they have this intrinsic motivation to do everything that they can. And think about it, like passion leads to burnout, but Mm -hmm. it can also be begin really instigating stress responses. So the theory is that if we begin utilizing coping skills at this stage, we can stay in it indefinitely, always remaining passionate about what we do. But the truth is that many people move to that next phase because of the lack of boundaries or a lack of awareness and just really not focusing on their strengths. So Really, the first thing that I kind of recommend is not to do things that you don't want to do in your side hustle or in your business. If you don't like TikTok, don't do it. You know, (laughs) like I have a friend who was running this TPT store and she went through my program and she was like, girl, I do everything the business (laughs) gurus tell me to do. I tried batching. I tried scheduling posts. I still feel like crap. So really getting to know yourself, like deep diving into self-discovery to find out what it is that you want to create, we need to recognize that we're unique individuals. Like we all have these unique visions. We all have these unique values that, you know, strengths and starting a business is where we can really showcase those things. What works for someone else really isn't necessarily going to work or align with us and benefit us in the long run. So the purpose of really beginning this business is to choose the activities that speak to you and create around what you're passionate about. Show up as your authentic self, but not doing the things that you don't like doing. You don't have to do those things just because, you know, Cindy down the street has a TPT store and it's like she blew up on TikTok, you know, you don't have to do that. If you don't like TikTok, don't do that. You know, you don't have to do that. So really being intentional about what we're doing and what it aligns with us, that's really number one. Are you a TPT seller who knows exactly what you need to do, but you're just not sure how to get started and get yourself into action mode? That's exactly why I started Ignite, which is a monthly TPT work club for TPT sellers just like you who need that extra boost of accountability in their life in order to finally have the business of your dreams. Or who knows, maybe you are working to make the business of your dreams even better. Either way, I would love to have you join our Ignite community so that you can experience the magic of a group of people who just get it. And not only do they get it, but they are there to support you and encourage you and cheer for you every step of the way. Join today at schoolofsellers.com slash ignite.
And I feel like we don't talk about that enough. Like I, so we see all of these, you know, decision-making matrices and all of these processes that we can follow to figure out like what we should be prioritizing. And I feel like enjoyment level is rarely a metric that we use for, you know, determining what's important. And I think this is such an important thing for people to hear because I think, and I've shared this with my audience before, I think whether or not you enjoy something, especially if it's like something you absolutely hate doing, you know, versus something you love doing, that should be at the top of your, you know, factors that you weigh in on when you're determining what direction you're going to go in. So I love that that was your first tip. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Number two, I think is to set some authentic boundaries. Boundaries aren't just like these important things where we tell people like, no, yes, yes, they are boundaries, but it's also about really limiting our time and our energy. So in order really to create authentic boundaries, we have to do that step number one to really know what it is we stand for, our values, our vision, our strengths, our weaknesses, Mm -hmm. what it is we have time and energy for, and then really communicating those. So if you want freedom from your business, then you need a boundary to not work sometimes, right? If you want visibility from your business, you have to create a boundary around your time that really allows you to show up in whatever way that aligns to your vision, right? Mm -hmm. Deciding when you're going to be available and when you're going to disconnect from, you know, emails, messaging, other forms of technology. So you're not just like scrolling and consuming content when your vision requires you to create. So really setting these boundaries around your time and your energy are hands down one of my absolute biggest tips. Yeah. So that would be something like if you know you are super creative in the morning, but that you tend to lose steam in the afternoon, it doesn't make sense to try to force yourself to do something super creative after work if you know that it's just going to be a battle with yourself. Absolutely. Crucial. Yes. I'm I'm more of a morning person. I create better in the mornings. Mm -hmm. I know that about myself. So I am never sitting here like I might edit an episode because it doesn't require those same brain cells to be powering or whatever. But like all of my creative stuff is done in the mornings and that is when I feel my best. Now that may not work, you know, for some people Mm -hmm. and being self-aware of that is really important. Absolutely. And I think too, it's especially important if you're in the classroom full-time knowing those types of things about yourself, because the amount, even if you take an hour or even less in the morning to do something creative, you're probably still getting more done in that small chunk of time than you would if you waited until after school and try to force yourself into that same, you know, thought process and headspace. So I love that tip. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing kind of goes back to step one, but start automating your tasks for your business. So whether it's through your email host and creating a welcome sequence or a nurture sequence or using a template you know, to share your sales. Mm -hmm. When we automate these repetitive and time-consuming tasks, even in the classroom, which I could talk about like for hours and hours Mm -hmm. on end, you can free up time for more important tasks, more valuable tasks to you. The things that we actually are passionate about and enjoy reducing those like energy draining things and re-energizing ourselves, really allowing us to be more productive, more efficient, more fulfilled, It takes out that brain power of redoing that same repetitive task without compromising that customer experience or the quality of the value that you provide and that you're passionate about. 
Yes. Automation, I think, is one of my favorite <laughs> buzzwords. Not, I guess not even a buzzword, but I think that the peace and the just the openness in your schedule that automating anything can give you is unmatched, really. Yes, I completely yeah. agree. I have so many automations for my classroom that I have time in my day to actually do things now. And I would never have learned about those things had I not had my business or had to find the time to do that stuff for my business, you know? Um, And then I just started implementing them in the classroom. And then I realized how many teachers, like when you get passionate about something and you find Mm -hmm. something that just kind of lights you up and you incorporate it, whether it be for your business or for the classroom, when it starts to be for the classroom, then you can start to be like, hey, I have this thing that I do in my classroom now and it has changed the whole world. And when you're passionate about it, when you're excited about it and you're telling your friends or you're telling social media, then that's where it kind of builds and you get more visible, you scale all of those things. Amazing. So right when you said I could talk about this for hours, I think a lot of people listening are definitely going to want to hear more about those things. So where can we find you online for your podcast? All the places. Yes. I love connecting with other educators, Mm -hmm. especially those ones who are like overwhelmed or looking for ways to break the cycle and really automate, delegate all of those things. So if the listeners want to learn more from me, all of those various and sundry things, they can find me on Instagram. I am teaching mind, body, and soul or TikTok. I'm a lot more present on TikTok, but Miss Princess Teach. But I also have a podcast, the Resilient Teacher Podcast. I talked about it earlier. I carefully create these episodes really to inspire teachers to individualize burnout recovery, self-care, resilience. And I have a new episode that goes live every Tuesday and episodes fluctuate between like how-to types of burnout recovery, expert interviews. And then I do these things called teacher pep talks, like for your ride to and from work, if you're still <laughs> you know, at school, that really just are an authentic way for me to talk about the struggles that I have dealt with or am still dealing with because I am still in the classroom to really inspire, validate, provide those sustainable strategies for all those things. So if there's educators out there who are struggling with stress, burnout, DM me, come hang out with me. Cause like, seriously, I want to chat about burnout, automation, everything. I mean, you are the person I needed when I was still in the classroom. So I can only imagine how excited our seller friends are going to be to hear this episode. And just a little fun fact about me is I like to end each episode with just some just for fun questions. And I haven't prepped you for these. So feel free to say pass if you're just like, no, I do not want to answer that one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. My first question for you is, do you collect anything? Like, do you have a collection of any sorts? I do. I have a collection of books because I don't read like fiction books. I know that's really weird. Everybody's all over Colleen Hoover and stuff. I have like (laughs) self-help books and I read constantly. So they're like biology books and psychology books and all these different things. And what I do is I read like little pieces of them. Mm -hmm. And then I like put all the information together and synthesize it. That's where like a lot of my knowledge comes from. But I I keep looking down at the stack of books (laughs) right here, but I collect books. (laughs) I love it. Do you like annotating them? Like 
do you have like a bunch of sticky notes and stuff inside your books or are you more of like read and then kind of like go to a Google doc and I do. (laughs) (laughs) She's holding up in case you're listening. She's holding up a book with her sticky notes sticking out. That is my love language completely. I did you teach middle school? No, I taught first grade, but I love books of like all kinds. And I middle school is like where we have to do the annotations and all of that stuff. So I teach it and then I do it. That's so funny. No, my first exposure to annotations was TikTok, sadly. So really, um, yeah, it was like really aesthetically pleasing to me at first. Then I'm like, okay, this is going to serve a purpose too. So I love that with my self-help books. I don't do it with fiction, but highlight like quotes in a fiction book. That's about as far as they get. Love that. Okay. My second question is do you currently or who has in the past been your celebrity crush? Oh, celebrity crush. So right now I my husband's got me watching Fire Country. Okay. And Max, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, Theriot. He was like in a bunch of movies when I was a kid, but he wasn't very attractive back then. Oh. Now he's like a in Fire Country, he's like a bad boy. I mean he's uh-huh. <laughs> and it just does it for me. <laughs> Is this a firefighter show? Because if so, mm-hmm. okay, I can can see that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to look him up though. I I recognize the name, but I don't. I don't know if I could put a face. Yeah, I love it. Wow, you were you were very prepared considering those were like on the spot questions. So thank you for being a good yeah. Doing those <laughs> absolutely. That was well, fun. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I can't say it enough, but I think this is going to give so much value and just comfort knowing that, you know, if you are feeling burnt out or on the verge of burnout, you're not alone. And there are solutions, even though it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So Brittany, you are amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.